This is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Robert provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro. Welcome to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dodaro. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. And this show is all about helping the people of Ohio understand exactly how their wealth works, not only their financial wealth, but their physical health, their mental health. Uh, You know, there's so many ways and so many things that go on in the world. And as you get into retirement, you get into the later years, you, you start to wonder how, one, to pass things on, but two, how to protect yourself. You know, you, you've, you're not working anymore. Uh, you want to go out, you want to enjoy yourself, but you're also worried that you might be vulnerable just because you're not working anymore. So this show's here really to help you out with different tips, different things that can help the people of Ohio better understand one, how to manage their wealth two, how to transfer their wealth. And three, most importantly, how to make sure that their wealth isn't just about their money. Right. You know, we want to pass on things more than just our money. When when, you know, when I die, uh, I hope to have many kids, grandkids, you know, great grandkids, hopefully if I live that long to see them uh, and see the generations of your family grow and what they've learned and how they've blossomed. And I think that's the biggest reward in life and the biggest sign of wealth uh, is seeing what happens in that area. Right, Tony? Well, yeah, it is. And I think a lot of people, that's probably the biggest concern people have is running out of money in retirement. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think this is a huge topic and it's why you do what you do. And this is what you help your clients with, with a plan that will help ensure that they do not run out of money in retirement. And I think having a plan in place is, is the key here. Uh, but there's a lot going on out there, and I'm sure you've seen it, that uh, retirees uh, get into a situation and they come to you and say, hey, I, I'm running out of money in mm-hmm. retirement. What do I do? And that's a, a big concern for a lot of people. I think most people think that like it's only people without a lot of money that are worried about running out of money. Uh, and <laughs> that's, that's true. It's, yeah. it's, it's not the case, though. I mean, I, I've met with millionaires who are still worried that they may run out of money. Yeah. Right. And it's not practical and it's not common. And, and, and most of the time they are going to be fine. Uh, sure. But, you know, that fear ultimately drives people to make emotional decisions. Right. That's that's the one thing I think we've learned, whether it's in politics, money, anything important in life. Uh, if people use fear to drive their decisions, they ultimately make mistakes more often than not. And in retirement, mistakes can be very, very expensive. So we like to take some information that we we, we find, you know, we'll read articles and see what we see out there uh, and see what people are talking about. So I, I came across this article in Morningstar. Uh, it was called What Retirees Can Do When Money Runs Short. So I always like to see what other financial professionals like to recommend, what they talk about. Um, and this article was actually pretty, you know, parts of it I really liked, parts of it I didn't like. So 
you know, the article starts off by, you know, mentioning different ways people get in trouble in retirement. And, and these are common things like you retire in the market drops, right? I mean, if you retired at the beginning of this year, we, we've already experienced some volatility in the market. You may be wondering, have the drops in the market impacted your ability to retire? And that's a legitimate concern right now, especially uh, with the Russia-Ukraine thing going on and, and everything else that what the Federal Reserve is doing. There is a lot of uncertainty out there right now. Uh, so that's cause for concern. At the same time, you know, one of the one of the more common expenses that people run into in retirement is, is helping out their kids. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how often it is that when someone yep. calls needing a large sum of money from their accounts that they are, uh, you know, looking to help one of their children out. Yeah. Um, and it's not even children, too. Sometimes caring for your parents in retirement can be costly for you, too. So family as a whole can generally be a big expense. But when you're helping your family, that's that, that's kind of a noble cause as well, too. So um, they're legitimate expenses. And then, you know, uh, something most people tend to overlook, too, is divorce. You know, that it, it's not often you talk about that, and it's not often that it happens. But, yeah, you could go through a costly divorce in retirement, and that can dramatically change your financial landscape. So when tough times come and unexpected bills come or unexpected things happen, what do people do? And this author, she recommends uh, several different things. And some of the things that I like, some of the things I've talked about with clients. Uh, personally, I think back to one client, I, I've worked with him for 12 years now. And as soon as he rolled over his retirement money, he immediately started drawing. And, you know, we, we, we told him what was sustainable to spend. We said, you could spend $800 a month from your investments and you shouldn't have any concern about running out of money between uh, you and your wife, no matter how long you live. So he started on that path, but then started taking additional withdrawals on top, realized that 800 wasn't enough to support his lifestyle, and he needs $1,100, $1,200 a month. So he's been spending at a faster rate than what his assets can sustain. And each year we get together, it's okay. If you're not cutting back your spending, you're going to run out of money. And, you know, it used to be 10 years. Now we're down to five years, right? Uh, each year it goes down and down and, you know, and when you're spending at that rate, you have to have a plan in place. You have to have something in place to make sure that if your money runs out, you still have a backup option. So in his case, what he's trying to do is make sure that he gets things paid off. And this is kind of what the author recommends as the Band-Aid approach. So Band-Aid approach is simple. It's, you know, looking over your finances and seeing if there's any extra way you can either make money or shave some of your bills off, pay some things off. Maybe you, you rent out a room in your home or, you know, even maybe take a small part-time job where you can just get a little passive income. Uh, I know a lot of ladies who actually uh, watch their, you know, watch kids, you know, either they watch their grandkids and while they're watching their grandkids, they realize oh, I could handle one or two other kids while I'm here and maybe make some money on the side uh, as well too. So you have some babysitting options in there. But it's also about maybe cutting some expenses too, like, uh, you know, maybe cutting back on a gym membership or cutting the cord on your cable. There's so many different ways, uh, monthly subscriptions that we have out there now. It's so easy to sign up for things and forget about the money that you're paying over there and how much it adds up to. So all of these things are things that you watch as you go along and try and find ways that you can maybe make cuts. And one of the things that this author did, Tony, that I really liked is she, she boils it down in this category to a few simple questions you can ask yourself. One was, do I need this? Two, can I reduce this expense? 
Or three, is there a less expensive alternative out there? So Band-Aid solutions are things that I think most people you know, tend to overlook when they get into financial troubles. I don't know if you have uh, any comments on that. Well, yeah, I think uh, a lot of people overlook it, especially uh, couples, as you say. And it, it is interesting to note that uh, when people get into retirement, they don't know what to expect. They're so used to those working years where they get the paycheck and they're accumulating that the hard part comes in the distribution of their money. And that's where they get tripped up, right? Mm -hmm. And and yeah, not knowing where to take their money, how to spend it, how much they can spend, what the taxable exposure may be. Yes. All of these things are things are are issues that cause us hesitation. Whenever we face big financial decisions or life-changing financial decisions, these are the little pieces of fear that creep in our mind that prevent us from taking action. Uh, And sometimes you can overanalyze the situation. I know I'm, I'm guilty of that at times as well too, but you want to start looking, you know, just like any problem, you want to look at what options you have, what, resources you have to help you along the way as well, too. And something a lot of people overlook, and this author made mention of, was their collections, right? Like, over the years, you may be a collector. Some some people collect stamps. Some people collect firearms. Some people collect cars. Some people, there's all kinds of things, whether it's, you know, little antiques around the house, you know, we're we're, we're all pickers out there, right? And Robert, uh, some people collect things like uh, baseball cards or comic books. I actually have a huge collection. I'm a bit of a hoarder. Uh, I collect vinyl records. And I have since I was in junior high, I have some records that are worth five hundred, eight hundred dollars a record. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can any collection, especially now, records are worth a lot of money. If I was smart, I'd sell them all now because they're at an all time high. But you never know where they're going to go as far as price. Right. Well, there's that. But and this is the thing that I tell my collectors, because I have several clients, whether you're in financial trouble or not, this is the same advice I give to my collectors you are much better off selling your collection than you are leaving it to your family. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. 100%. And you know, it's hard for people to let go of their collections. Like you said, you know, it's very difficult to take it with you, you know, but at the same point in time, uh, I'd rather cash in on my collection than, you know, watch it get wasted away after I'm gone. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if I actually built something of value and something valuable and then left it behind, you know, that, that car that just collects dust in the back of a barn that never sees the light of day again. Right. You know, I'd rather someone to be out there enjoying it and, you know, actually using it what it was for. So I I always recommend this, encourage people. You want to be able to go through, look at your collections and start getting value for those collections because there's a lot of money there a lot of times and you're going to be the person who's in the best position to know how to get the best value for your collection. So I always want to remind people about that. And at the same time, you want to be looking, as we talked about, and the author talks about, what are some basic ways that you can maybe reduce your monthly expenses or bring in extra revenue? You want to figure out it, what, you know, I, I, it even goes back. So in college, uh, you know, I worked in uh, a lot of different areas, but, uh, and studied in a lot of different areas, but I always wanted to do uh, in- Intel work. Like that was what my, you know, work for the CIA, work for the FBI, work overseas, doing work on China, North Korea. That's just a, a area I'm passionate about learning the history about and knowing what's going on because a lot of ways the, the, the future is going to be determined by what happens over there. So 
In any case, when I talked with professors, something that always stuck with me was whenever there's a problem, whenever there's a, a, a big international issue or even a personal issue that goes on in life, first you got to assess the actors. Who are the agents involved? Who are the people that can impact things and make a difference in what's happening? Then you also want to take a look at what resources you have, what tools are in your belt, what capabilities do you have, and what capabilities do those actors have in their resources? When you do that, all of a sudden you can start getting a a glimpse of the picture and figuring out what options you have. So in your life, you have to look at what your bills are, what you're paying for, what you need to be paying for, and figure out ways to maybe cut out some of that excess fat. Now, we talked about this last week on the show, toxic advice, right, Tony? You know, we don't we don't want to be there saying, well, you just need to cut your spending or anything else along those lines. But at the same point in time, you do have to take the time to go through your expenses because we all waste money. Right. I mean, there's there's plenty of things I've spent money on that I probably didn't need to spend that money on Uh, going through and finding those things that you can remove is a great way to get things back in line. Uh, and a lot of times those changes are only temporary. You know, you you, you get out of the, 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 the quicksand all of a sudden. You save yourself from the quicksand. You get things where you hit a good run. And then all of a sudden you can go back to enjoying yourself and maybe being a little more frivolous with your money. But I know the people of Ohio. The people of Ohio aren't frivolous with their money. They don't see them out there blowing their money on stupid things. Most right. of the time they're spending it on necessities and taking care of themselves and taking care of their families. And that's why we love helping the people of Ohio, answering their questions, helping them, whether it be their wealth, whether it be their finances, whether it be uh, any of these issues that we've talked about over the years. So, you know, whenever you're out there and you're trying to think about building a plan, whether it be for retirement or just a financial plan in general, we want you to know that we're here to help you. We do this with several different ways, but the main one we use is for our retirees, people that are looking at retiring in the next few years, we do what we call our clear retirement solution. This is to give you a clear understanding of where you stand. And it really doesn't matter how far away you are from retirement, but you want to be looking at what does it look like when I retire? How much money per month would I be able to spend comfortably? Uh, How much fees may I be paying? Uh, What sort of taxes might I be looking at when that time rolls around? Uh, How much fun can I have? These these are all questions that we get regularly. Uh, One of the fun ones I get is, you know, should we get married, right? (laughs) So a lot of retirees wondering that, surprise, surprise. Um, But in any case, when you have these questions, it helps to have a clear picture of where you stand That way you can figure out what options you have. And the clear retirement solution is just that. It's to give you a clear picture of where you stand and the path that you're currently on. So that way you can start identifying opportunities to improve your situation. And this is a complimentary process that we take people through when they come and meet with me in either my Worcester or Wadsworth office. And all you need to do to start the process is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. 0123, or you can always visit us on the web at myprismwealth.com. But we'll be right back in a moment with more Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. Do you feel prepared for retirement? Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management works to help people navigate the uncertainties of retirement strategies. If you would like help understanding complex topics like social security, tax deferral, or growing your nest egg, visit his website at wealthofohio.com or give his office a call at 330-804-0123 or online at wealthofohio.com. 
firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through AEWM LLC. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our host, Robert Dodaro. And Robert, a great show today so far. I mean, you found a great topic that a lot of people are interested in. You know, we're talking about what retirees can do when money is running short. And of course, I find it funny because as you pointed out, uh, no matter how much someone has still in the bank, they might think they're running short in retirement. And I know you've had people come, hey, I'm worried about having enough money. And you look at their account and they're 75 and they've got $600,000. And you're like, I think you're okay. You know, mm-hmm. you're, sing- you're single now and you've got 600000 You know, this you, you could make this work. But, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's situation is different and expenses and, and bills and things and what they want to accomplish. So, Living comfortably in retirement means different things to, to different people. So I do feel for you, Robert, because you have to come up with a plan to hit sometimes a moving target. But there are givens and there are good things you can do with your money uh, to make it go further or come up with money in retirement. And I think that's that's what people need to look at uh, because people don't have the old uh, pensions of old, right? And so they need to make sure they have a way to come up with guaranteed money each month to pay their bills. That's right. And, you know, we talked about it in the first segment, how uh, we I have a client who's spending his money down, but he's trying to make sure that he gets enough things paid off. So that way, if he does end up running out of money before he passes away, that he, he'll be able to manage his expenses, even if he does run out of money. So sure. it, sometimes the answers aren't, you know, sometimes just in life, sometimes you, you don't have a good option. Sometimes you're choosing among bad options out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can all diagnose a problem, right? everyone understands the fear of running out of money where people differ is on solutions right what options are out there and what choices do you have and you know i think this is true whether it's in finances whether it's in politics whether it's in life we can all see the problems we we get into arguments over how to solve the problems more often than not and what way we think is actually going to help the problem out and this is where me and the author of this article, so we were looking at an article in Morningstar. It was called What Retirees Can Do When Money Runs Short. And it's funny because even this author admits that she doesn't like her own recommendation. You know, she starts off, she's like, you know, I hate annuities. You know, she says, I hate them. They're big money makers for the people that sell them. They can convert capital gains into ordinary income and they come with a hefty annual price tag. So, Let me break some of this down for you a little bit in here as well, too. Um, You know, most people, there's different kinds of annuities out there. You have variable annuities, which are actually putting your money in the market. And while you're in the market, you're normally in mutual funds. Those mutual funds charge you a fee. It's called an expense ratio, plus other fees that they can charge as well, too. Normally, the variable annuity is charging you a fee on top of that uh, just for being in the variable annuity. Then you may have additional fees if you had a lifetime income rider or a death benefit rider. So sometimes I see variable annuities where people are paying four or five percent in fees. They can be pretty high uh, with that as well. Normally, the people offering them to you make a good commission off of it as well, too, when they offer them to you. So this obviously creates a, an environment where you have to be careful when you're picking your products out. So there are variable annuities. There are also fixed and indexed annuities. Variable annuities are an investment product. 
Indexed and fixed annuities are insurance products. Now, they also pay commissions. The commissions come out and they get paid to the advisors who offer them to, and they're, they're usually good paydays. However, at the same time, usually with them, they get paid in the beginning and they make no recurring revenue off of them. So it's, you know, kind of getting like a lump sum up front, but you still have to do the work over the years to maintain the product as well, too. But the reason why, you know, she doesn't like them as well is with this, with annuities, when you look at them, the problem most people has is that it ties your money up. Okay, you're in them for several years. Now in the state of Ohio, the longest you can go is 10 years in an annuity. But what I remind people is, is that usually when you're buying an annuity, you're using it for income. That is the purpose of an annuity. It is there to help you create income over the rest of your life. And how most of them achieve it is through a lifetime income guarantee. It's a writer on the contract you can put in where you put money in and you get a guaranteed return on it. Generally, we tell people to avoid these. The, the problem with lifetime income is when you, um, you know, use a lifetime income, you're sacrificing your growth and you're sacrificing your legacy. What do I mean by that? So instead of putting your money and growing it and just spending the interest like you normally would think you're doing, you're putting your money in and you're growing this other number. It's called an income value. And the income value may get all kinds of bells and whistles, like you get a guaranteed 7% or maybe like a 20, 25% bonus. There's all kinds of little things that they'll put on these products and you wanna do your homework on them, of course. But when the time comes for you to take income, you're only getting a certain percentage of that. Maybe it's 5%. You could get as high as maybe 7% in some cases when you're older. The problem I have with this is, let's say you are getting 7% in your account. 7.5% will be generous, okay? Uh, the author even uses an example where you're getting 7.5%, okay? It's going to take you 12 years to spend your own money. So that's the problem with lifetime income. They pay you your money first. You've gotta live long enough to earn interest. So you've gotta live 12 years just to get your money back and then start earning interest after that. Now, if you're 60, odds are pretty good that, you know, well, one, you're probably not gonna get that high of a payout, but uh, usually you have to be about 75 or so to get a payout that high. If you're 75, what are the guarantees you're gonna live 12 more years? If you don't live that long and you pass away, the insurance company gets to keep your your uh, your money. So this author has a problem with the advisor recommending it getting paid a decent pay off of it. She says they make too much money selling them. I, I believe me, 20 years ago, you got paid two to three times what you're getting paid now on those products. So uh, the pay has come down quite a bit over the years. But she has no problem with someone putting their money into what is called a single premium immediate annuity. This is where you just take a lump sum. So you take 500000 you put it in an account and it starts paying you, okay? And she does an example where you do this and you get paid $3,500 a month guaranteed for the rest of your life. As I said, it would take you 12 years to get your $500,000 out of that account. And you got to live longer than that to start earning any interest on it. Meanwhile, she even brings up the example that if you were to die two weeks after starting the income, well, the insurance company got a great payday. She's got no problem with the insurance companies getting a great payday off of you and robbing you of your legacy, but she has a problem with an advisor trying to, you know, give you a solid recommendation and getting compensated for that. So I don't really understand the logic of this, you know, in a lot of ways. It's something that 
I think a lot of people get confused by. So let me break it down for you. Lifetime income, as I've explained, you get paid with your money first. So that's how it robs you of growth, okay? Because you have to live long enough to earn the rate of return. And if you don't live a long life, you're not going to earn very much money off of a lifetime income writer. That's the problem with them. The other problem with them is, is that if you choose the wrong lifetime income benefit and you die early, your family gets nothing, okay? That is a huge problem. Yeah, that's not good. Now, there are other products, like the annuities have existed for 1,800 years, okay? They, they are the foundation of so many products today. Social security, pensions, uh, the lottery payouts. I mean, all the math that those things use are rooted in the math created by annuities 1,800 years ago. So annuities were always meant to create income for people. Uh, I prefer using products that keep your money protected, aren't charging you those fees, like an annual fee where they're taking money out of your account or anything else like that, but give you the ability to earn a decent rate of return. And when you're talking about retirement, you know, annuities also give you the ability to take 10% out per year. Most of them do. Some are five. Uh, some don't let you take income out if you're not careful and read those provisions as well. But on average, it's 10%. So if I can get 10% of my money out, well, I know I'm not going to be spending 10% every year. If I if I am, then I'm, I'm, I'm probably expecting that my money's going to run out, right? Like anyone who's spending 10% per year is definitely on a spend down path. So, but with 10%, if I was only trying to spend, say, 4%, well, great. I've got two and a half years of income available every single year to me. I can use that, especially with my traditional IRA or my pre-tax 401k dollars. 100% of this money is taxable. At what point in time in your life do you plan on spending all of your taxable money and paying all the tax on, uh, taxes on it at once, right? Like if you had 500 grand in your IRA, are you going to give up $200,000 in taxes huh. just to get access to your money, right? No, that's crazy. It'd be a very dark day before anyone would make that decision. Right. That's why your traditional IRA money makes more sense in annuities than say after-tax dollars do. But Still, the point remains that you want to be careful about which ones you're buying, which ones you aren't, because if you don't understand them, like let's let's use our example again, $500,000, and she wanted to uh, get, um, you know, the, she used an example of Fred, who was 75, he needed $3,500 a month, and he had $600,000 saved, okay? If he just spent the $3,500 a month and left that money in the bank account, he would have 14 and a half year, almost 14 and a half years worth of income without earning a cent of interest at all. Wow. Taking him to age 90 with that as well. And if he spent the 4% rule on that as well and, and tried to cut down his expenses, he'd have 25 years, you know? So reality is you can either use some Band-Aid solutions, reduce your expenses, find some ways to make extra income, maybe sell a collection to get some extra assets, downsize your home. There's a lot of equity in your home, but there's a lot of different options that you have to reduce your expenses or increase your income. But when you're looking at annuities, you're trying to understand how to generate income for yourself. And there are some out there that are really good, and there are some out there that, you know, I wouldn't recommend to people. Uh, ultimately, it's up to you to do your, your homework on there or talk to professionals who understand the products and understand the differences between the annuities out there. So you have fixed, you have variable, and you have fixed index. Variable, we talked about. They put your money in the market. There's usually investment fees, other fees on there. 
Fixed is like buying a CD. You put your money in, you say three years, five years, say you're getting 3% per year, okay? But you're getting 3% every year that you're in there. And at the end, you can leave or you can renew for whatever the renewing rate is at that time. Indexed, you're in. And this is one where you say, I don't want the guaranteed 3%. I'm okay if I make zero in a year, but whenever there's bigger returns out there, whenever the market has one of those big years, I'd like to make more money in those years as well too. So you're giving up some of your guarantee for a higher potential, but with indexed, whenever the market goes down, you don't lose money from the market going down. Only way you lose money in those accounts is if you take more money than what they allow you. So if they allow you to take 10% out and you take 15% out, you're going to have 5% of your money exposed to a penalty. It's not the end of the world, but it's still something you need to be aware of and be aware of the costs on there too. But you want to devise a plan to help you get that income throughout retirement, whether it's for both of you or after you are gone. You know that, you know, if I pass away, I know I need to take care of my spouse. So we have what we call our clear retirement solution. This is the process, the complimentary process that we take people through, not only to help them identify where they stand in terms of being ready to retire and what retired life will look like right now, but also what options you have to help you achieve your goals, maybe in a more efficient way, a more tax-friendly way, uh, in, in general, of maybe leaving money behind in a better way. So estate taxes are going to be an issue uh, as time goes on. I know the limit is high right now, but ultimately these are things that we have to be mindful of when we pass away, making sure that our assets pass on to our family and that they don't all go to the government when we're gone. So the Clear Retirement Solution is there to help you figure out, one, where you stand, and two, where you can go moving forward. And all you need to do to start the complimentary process is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. Or visit us on the web at myprismwealth.com. But that's about all the time we have for our show today. We're going to come back for our podcast listeners. We always give a bonus segment to our podcast listeners. Uh, but we'll be right back in just a moment for the podcast listeners. But for our radio listeners out there, thanks for tuning in this week. We hope we brought some value to your time. And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Ohio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Robert Dodaro at Prism Wealth Management. Call 330-804-0123 or visit them online at wealthofohio.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Prism Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated companies. Prism Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Prism Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Prison Wealth Management, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast with our host, Robert Dodaro. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. 
And this is the bonus section for our podcast subscribers. Uh, we had quite a show today. Uh, hope, hopefully everybody's been listening to the full show and a lot of great wisdom. But uh, let's talk about some solutions to this problem. We've been talking about what retirees can do when money starts running short in retirement or we're worried about running out of money in retirement. So maybe for the next uh, nine minutes or so, you can let us know uh, what you do to help your clients uh, when this comes up. So, you know, it, 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 there's always transitions in life and it's better to know the answer before the problem appears than <laughs> sure. waiting for the problem to appear and trying to figure out the answers. This is right. why we try and take a proactive approach in our plans and model out like one of the things we do with the clear retirement solution that I love is, you know, when people come in, not only do we show them like someone may come in and say, you know what, Robert? I need $5,000 a month to live my lifestyle. That's where I'm comfortable. That's how much money I need. Okay, well, I'm going to run my analysis and not only see if you can generate 5,000, but if you can generate more than 5,000, I'm going to let you know that too. Like, hey, by the way, you're comfortable at $5,000. That's no problem. But by the way, you could do 6,500 a month, still be comfortable without running out of money before the end of life. Then the next thing we also do is we look at what is the income for the surviving spouse? How much income can they draw sustainably in the event either one passes away? Because one of them may have a pension and the other one may have social security. One may have both, right? You know, I mean, it just depends on uh, what your circumstances are. But in the end, if either one of you passes away, how much income will there be for the survivor as well too? And I think when people see those numbers, it finally helps them start to visualize what retirement life will be like and how comfortable they will be or how uncomfortable they may be. Um, the good news for me is that more often than not, I would say eight times out of 10, when I do the analysis, most people can actually spend more than what they say they need. Uh, and I stress what they say they need because a lot of people don't know what they really need in retirement. So we've talked about budgeting things in the past as well too, but a, a good helpful tip uh, for those of you who don't live your life by a budget, which is, uh, I'll be honest, about 97, 98% of you out there, okay? So if you're like, man, Robert, I don't live on a budget, you are definitely not alone. I mean, the, the people living by a budget are the loners out there. They're the rebels, we'll say. So, uh, you know, ne never did James Dean quite imagine life like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> You know, but so in any case, you know, realistically, when when you're trying to build a budget, most people can't record every receipt or track every transaction, nor do they want to, especially for how easy it is to spend money uh, out there these days. Most people don't want to look at it. So the simple, easy thing that I have people do uh, to understand how much money they are spending each month is to look at that one checking account. There's always that one bank account you have that all your bills get paid out of, all right? Whether it's the credit card bills or anything else, whenever you need money, that's the account you go to. Now, maybe there's one or two things, like maybe your health insurance comes out of your paycheck, right? Like you, that, that doesn't come out of that checking account. It's always one or two things, but overwhelmingly, most of your day-to-day -day expenses come out of that one account. So you look at your bank statement, and the bank is nice in that in the bottom of every statement, they tell you, you withdrew this much money this month, okay? 
So if you look at your last 12 bank statements, your last monthly statements, add up the 12 numbers, divide by 12. That will tell you on average how much money you spend every month. Okay, that accounts for the Christmases, the birthdays, the different holidays, the giving, the 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 the, the random life expenses, like when the tire blows out or you need to replace a windshield or something like that. All those random expenses get added up. And if you divide it out over a year, this is how much money you spend. So my, my wife hates this day, but every every now and then when we're talking, I'll be like, hey, just just a quick state of the union, hun, just so you know, on average, this is about how much money per month we're spending right now. Um, sometimes she's happy to hear the number, but a lot of times she she's, she doesn't want to hear it. She, she doesn't want to know how much we're spending. I think that's most people out there, right, Tony? Yeah, I think so, too. I think most people, we're, we're, we've all been uh, guilty of that, right? Yeah. I mean, I, even me at times too, and you get comfortable, right? Like, you know, yeah. you have enough cushion in the bank to where sure. even if something bad happens tomorrow, you can most likely take care of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're saving money as best as you can, but you want to enjoy life. I mean, life, you know, we tell everybody you got to plan for a long retirement, but at the same time, you can have a short retirement. We all know that we've all had friends who passed away way too early. People that we know and love, uh, who we wish were here longer. And so you want to be able to go and enjoy yourself. So we built the clear retirement solution specifically with that in mind. Like, how can you go out there when you retire and enjoy yourself confidently while not being worried about the consequences later in life? Right. And there's no guarantees. There's no, you know, no matter what you do, like even any any planner out there, no matter what, they'll tell you at best your odds of success are 99 percent. No one, no one will say a hundred percent specifically because we know there are no guarantees. Life is too crazy. There's too many unexpected things that can happen to where there's always going to be a concern. But at the same time, most people want to be able to live comfortably, have fun when they want to have fun. But at the same point in time, they're doing their best to protect their assets from the government because they're worried about giving away too much in taxes or anything else. So by default, the way we kind of explain this to people is you are playing a game and the game is called, are you smarter than the federal government? Okay. And <laughs> the reality is- I hope is, the answer is yes. But <laughs> I, I, I would hope so, but realistically- I know you are. I'm just hopeful that I am as well. Oh, I would never even claim that, honestly. like that's <laughs> a, 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 You have to realize, I mean, they have a payroll with a workforce of smart people- Trying to figure out ways around the clock to get your money. (laughs) Most people (laughs) don't want to pay attention to their money. But within your money, within your traditional IRAs, within your 401ks, you know you have a debt to the federal government. There's taxes Mm -hmm. in there that you owe to them. So in essence, they're a partner in your retirement. And they want to protect their investment and get as much of the pie as they can get. All right. So you are in a battle with them over how to get your money and keep it. And so whether you're, you know, in the end, if your goal is to spend all your money, well, then great. You know, when when money starts going down, you've got to learn how to be comfortable with that. You've got to learn how to protect yourself and have, you know, little things in your back pocket, whether it be uh, utilizing the equity in your home for different purposes uh, or 
At the same point in time, uh, finding different ways to reduce expenses when you need them or increase income when available as well too. Doing some part-time work, doing some jobs on the side. I know I have a lot of retirees that do driving jobs out there as well too, whether it be for a car part place, working for a car dealership, uh, or just other driving jobs, you know, working at Ubers and everything as well too, right? So there are different ways of making passive income in society right now as well too that you can utilize in retirement. But at the same point in time, you have to have a plan. And this is this is the most important part. Like if you want confidence in retirement, it really helps to have a plan in place. And no, life does isn't going to go according to plan all the time. But when you draw up a plan, you're aware of what options you have. When life goes bad, what choices do I have and what moves should I be making? When you have answers to your questions, there's a lot less stress involved in it. Still going to be stress, but not as much stress during those bad times to where you can get through them easier and move forward and figure out how to keep moving forward. And that's the most important part about it is having options available to you. So whether, you know, don't wait until the bad times happen, start thinking about it now. Okay. If something bad were to happen, what would I do? I wouldn't want my spouse to have to figure out after I die that she needs to sell the home. I'd rather tell her now, like, hey, if something happens to me, you're probably going to need to sell the home. Now, fortunately, that's not what I need to tell my wife. She knows she doesn't need to sell the home if I die. But realistically, I'd rather, if that were the case, if that were the truth of the situation, I'd rather her know it now than waiting for her to figure it out after I die. Yeah. That's that's when mistakes happen. That's when people sell their house and don't get as much out of it as they could. Uh, and other bad things can happen from there. So the most important thing I could recommend to anyone out there is to start developing a plan. But the plan can't just be in your head. It needs to be written down in a place that's accessible to your family in the event something happens to you. Now, we help you develop this through the Clear Retirement Solution. But even if you're not using us, Start writing down your plan, writing down your ideas, you know, keeping that folder. And hey, if something ever happens to me, get the green folder that I keep in the safe. It's going to tell you what you need to know. Anything is better than nothing. But if you want to start building a plan that you can feel confident about when you go into retirement, then what you want to do is start developing your own clear retirement solution. And we're here to help you every step of the way with our complimentary process. It's there to help you identify where you stand in terms of being ready for retirement and also what your odds of success are as you go through retirement with the budget that you have. Will you run out of money or won't you run out of money? What are your odds? So if you have questions about retirement, if you're concerned about your ability to retire, and if you're thinking of retiring in the next few years, then you need to call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330 330- 804-0123 or visit us on the web at myprismwealth.com and you can get some advice there as well too. But I think that's about all we have for the podcast this week. Thank you everybody for tuning in and uh, sitting through it, through it with us this week. If you are someone who is worried about these things, don't hesitate to give us a call. We're here to help you, but we hope you have a great week in front of you. And we look forward to talking to you next time on the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast.